Thank God this is not live, man. Yeah, so we can't be trusted live. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the very first episode of Talking Dane, a podcast that no one asked for. But here I am anyway. Apologies in advance to your speakers or headphones or however it is you may be listening to this. My voice was not developed for a public broadcast or speaking roles. Regardless, I'm your host Dane from Games of Dane and joining me all the way from Brazil, the CEO and founder of DCF Studios, Andre. Hello, Dane. Thank you for having me in your first uh, episode of your podcast. It's an honor to start this project with you, and it will be lovely to be part of it. No, thank you, my friend, for taking time out of your significantly more important schedule to have a chat. I'm taking you away from making games. You're just taking me away from playing them. <laughs> Should I call you games or Dane? I can be whoever you want me to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, games, let's go. The team is developing a series of games that are a part of a shared gaming universe that are all connected in some way to a broader mythology, a narrative that spans time and space that has become known as the DCFU. When I first invited you to be guest numero uno on this project, we knew we would talk about the DCFU. But in order to really get across what it is your team is developing, we thought we'd better start right back at the beginning. You've even put an extra effort and adapted a presentation exclusively for this podcast. So without further ado, Andre, tell us about the origins of the DCFU on my maiden voyage into podcasting. Yeah, well, this idea came across our minds uh, with a, a small word that was stuck in my head for a period of time. Uh, oh, this is another issue. Uh, that sentence right there, uh, DCF Studios, uh, Wiseman once told me that it is a joke taken too far, like you did, you did, <laughs> and and we stole it for for us, so it's now ours. I, I don't care. So, <laughs> That's fine. I'm just going to print your logo on cups and sell them anyway. <laughs> yeah, sue us. I don't care. <laughs> just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> but it, it all started because uh, I always wanted to work with some, something uh, creative, but I didn't actually knew what it was. I uh, did some websites and stuff. They were all animated and they were more a game than a website. I used to use Flash. I think everybody heard of it. And one thing I did was to mess around with a couple of friends that smoke a lot of um, a lot of uh, herbs. Let's call it that. <laughs> yeah. To make it family-friendly. Yes. Family-friendly mode. And since this game is not yet uh, programmed to be released... Um, we don't have to go too deep into the content, but it all started when I did some comics about them. And then I thought, oh, maybe I can, can do a game out of this. It was just for fun to play around. I used the uh, game engine way, way back. I, I didn't even know, knew that was a game engine. And even crossed my mind, uh, terms like that. And it was like 12 or something. And I did a couple of games with uh, Games Factory made by Click Team. Today it's uh, evolved to Multimedia Fusion 2.5. They're developing the uh, version. And when I search for it, like 
with 26 years old or something to make a joke out of these two fellows with with their tongues out of course <laughs> of course they are humans and not an ogre and a pigeon uh, but I, I i can't show their photo photo that might get me in trouble <laughs> but but then when i look for it i i, I saw that you, you were able to do an xbox game with it xbox 360 back then and i was like oh man i i I must do this. So it's funny because we take this really seriously. Like here is now seven or something. I woke at five and I've been doing this for the whole year because, well, that's my preference but to work in the morning. But what I mean is it's funny that it started with an actual joke and it did. So <laughs> it's It may be a good joke taken too far. Yes, that's, that quote is quite uh, correct. <laughs> Yeah, these guys are actually in the in the universe. All of the content is embedded in the universe. We will see further in uh, further slides that I'll I'll tell them which micro universe they are in, and even even though there are some rules we, we created for our content, like the universe cannot the universe content, which is we made like a separate bible detailing what we will discuss now and detailing. Uh, creatures and characters uh, and how it began, the gods and etc. The universe itself cannot interfere heavily on the titles so they have their own unique art style, their own unique story and their own unique gameplay and game mechanics. So if a person just play one title it will be fine. The, the player will understand the story Nothing will be left like hanging, so so the player don't, don't understand. And for hardcore players that want to dig into into the content, then you can go into our YouTube channel or website and look for uh, the DCFU content and what were those beings and what they do in the universe, and if they correlate correlate to another game that also happens a lot. And we will it will happen because we are have we have two titles titles to be released, and they they have a, a small little connection. But for we will talk about them, and in further slides. But it's Tony and Clyde coming to PS4, uh, Switch, and Xbox One, and this is a shooter, more realistic, quote unquote realistic because it's not. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have no commit no commitment to reality. We want to, we want just want to make a fun game, and the other one is Bunny Battle Nemesis. It's a game about mutated bunnies and possessed women that we call maidens, and that sort of born out of a small game that I did prior to Bunny Battle Arena, which is the first version of this game I did to my niece. And I asked her, it, it was basically her, her in the head of Mario Princess's body. And I asked her, oh, what do you want for your enemies? And she said, bunnies. And I, okay, that's it. And then <laughs> that's how it started. I, I just practiced it for like, I, I thought it was taking like two weeks. And this was just after where, uh, when I saw that a person were able to do a game from their home and publish on Xbox or a console. And that was the goal right away when I saw it. But of course that it required practicing to, to do something I've never done in my life professionally. So I did a small game. So it's a niece that I like very much. Her name is Yas Yasmin. 
her character is still in the the adult version and the other ones also have i have four nieces so the other ones have the names of my nieces oh, that's it's cool. a kind of a homage i have eight women in the family so it's how much to them and indirectly to their mothers too uh so but that's how it started and then i made, I made this version and uh i thought it was take me like a, a week or so and it took me i believe six months i i, I had no idea what I, what I was doing and <laughs> and i find i found out that doing a game even a small one is a monster project even especially if you're doing it alone so yeah. i'm so glad that i'm today we have a team a really engaged team to do all the the work with us so and so that's how the bunny the butter metal born uh, after i finished her game i thought okay now let let me try something to the market right and since i had the idea uh i went for it like it was a possessed prince then i made it more mortal combat like uh, more influenced by things i play i've played my my whole life and i made it more uh out like uh, more violent nature extremely violent there was there's <laughs> there so much blood in that game it's insane we had a critic a critic about that the guy said oh this is one of one more of those games that are just bloody to make money and i thought no man i just like really like violent games <laughs> and that's it i just made out of passion because i had earned zero <laughs> zero dollars <laughs> from that game it was just the, the first start of the company. In the start, you I believe that this is for all developers. You don't get, you don't think much about market and stuff like that. You just want to make a game because it's really fun. The idea to make a game is really fun. But then you find out what it actually is. And I believe most of the people quit because it's insane. The amount of effort and work that you have to do to make an actual a professional end product, nice, uh, nice slice of uh, a demo, and it's enough headache that, for instance, we are having now. It's going to be released on. It's coming for consoles, Sony and Clyde, but we're going to test it out a pre-alpha on PC to see if that um, market uh, embraces the idea, the concept, and we're going to re release on August fourth of twenty twenty. We have to say the year. If you're in the future. It's in your past now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a joke and taking too far, and in, in many in many ways. But today we are we ended up we started with uh, the Bunny Battle Arena. It was the first version was for iOS, but it wasn't an iOS game because it was extremely hard. It's it was a game for PC players and console players. So therefore. Later on, way after we released uh, Cruise Brothers on PlayStation 4, and it was before releasing it on, on Xbox One, we released the Bunny Battle Arena on Steam. So you are, if you are into a hack and slash with a possessed princess, <laughs> it's a it's a good way we it's a good game for you. We we market it as uh, to control your anger issues problems. The first game was really comic, but this uh, second version, and that's why we are not calling like uh, Bunny Battle 2 or uh, Bunny Battle Reboot or something like that. We are redoing it, so I would say it's the first uh, version 
uh, of the one that is going to actually be implemented in the universe with all the content. This game, will we will have a lot of uh, fantasy in it because we will talk about gods and beings. The, the, bunny, the, the bunnies that we call the Leporidae now have a meaning to it all. It has a deep meaning. And yeah, it's not it's not a, a kid game, kids game anymore, and it's not uh, just a game made out of uh, like a guy that just took the idea and 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 started doing it. It's something well thought that we we're taking some time to to make it a good story from it, and it will be like a horror hack and slash. So it's a different. I'm not sure if there's too much horror hack and slash. Around. I don't think there's too many at all, but some uh, murderous bunnies is certainly a unique market. Yeah, yeah. We're looking for bunnies to voice over them. We're having fun. Uh, yeah, and no bunnies were harmed <laughs> in the making of Bunny Battle Nemesis, right? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. They're, they're all safe, yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but about the universe, uh, it started with uh, later on when we had already released uh, Cruise Brothers on, like, on PS4 in 2018. Uh, I think the Mad Max movie came out after that or prior. I don't, I don't know, but it's a movie that I, the the newest one is a movie that I watch it like a hundred times. I, I I can't even watch it again anymore because I'm so sick of it. <laughs> and and I love that the way Immortan Joe said Valhalla and. You're on your way to Valhalla, and like you're shiny and chrome. You're on your way to Valhalla, something like that. And I, I wanted to do a game with that line, so that's how I idea for a game with uh, copycat post-apocalyptic <laughs> world began. <laughs> it's supposed to be a fighting game, and this guy right there is he's a god on the universe. Uh, yes, he resembles immortal, immortal Joe as an homage to that movie. And the first idea was to make something like two, uh, the world was separating two, and for some reason they had a, they had a contest. It will be a combat game. Since we started doing uh, Cruise Brothers, that is just a combat game. It, it, we consider it, it was supposed to be our expertise to do fighting games, right? And, and the idea was sketch it out, but not clear enough to start building something around it. And I set aside, I think we started to do the Combat School Edition for Cruise Brothers. Or yes, that was the time. That came out on PS4 and later on, on Xbox uh, One. So in that period, I traveled to uh, US, to California, to a friend that, that lived there, lives there. And he, for some reason, he's just enthusiastic for that type of content. He's for some reason had a dossier. That's how you say in English, dossier. Yes, that's of, it. Yeah, about about stuff that came uh, across those contents. Uh, Sumerian mythology that tells. If you look it up in the about it, you'll see that it tells some crazy stuff about humans being developed by goddess, by gods, and even to this day we we do use Sumerian knowledge for uh, math. For instance, the first language written is attributed to the Sumerian uh, civilization. There's a lot of uh, stuff. I think the wheels came from them. I, that's a, I don't. That one I don't recall if it came from them. If they invented the but, wheel. 
Yeah, that 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 that's the thing right there. They say they didn't invent it. It it was a gift from the gods that made them. And and that there is a story behind that. And if you look it up, you will see some resemblance of what we are going to discuss about the DCFU. We didn't copy, we based it on it. We also be in and and then when when he told me that he has that study, uh, I printed out. I think it has like fifty pages or something. <laughs> he researched it by his own, and he has stuff like uh, the pyramids of the e Egypt uh, being created by by uh, advanced civilization civilization not necessarily aliens but but by a, an advanced civilization that disappeared due to an ice age uh, around three, uh, 13,000 years ago or something like that and if you look it up the dates matches of course when we have uh, <laughs> conspiracy theory all dates will match but to the actual ice age we had on earth and there is uh, another element of that study that he made uh, his name is Felipe Faraco, so I have to him, give him some credits for this one. So he changed it, the idea for making a game about uh, just oh, a divided world that fought to get in Valhalla towards a huge universe that we created out of this mix of uh, Sumerian mythology and some parapsychological phenomena that I studied for a bit for a while in my life that some odd stuff happened. And we ended up having to look for our ufologies too, uh, because we have aliens and etc. We, we wanted to get some content like not copy from reality because that will be boring, but to have some basis on reality to make it interesting. So I can tell you now that you can look it up everything that we mentioned here, and you will see there's a let's call it a conspiracy theory or, or a theory or a thesis that explains it in uh in our our own reality <clears throat> not only on dcfu you're saying the dcfu is largely inspired by uh like the sumerian mythology in the mesopotamian era yes 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 we, we didn't uh copy copied uh exactly what happens in their in their mythology you're just using inspiration some... from from the uh theories and research Yes, yes. At, at the same time, we didn't copy the parapsychological phenomena studies that that I did back in the in earlier, back in my past. Uh, we just we, we had to change it a bit. Uh, I, I did a course in Coursera about storytelling with uh, Martin Scorsese. Oh, really? And that, yeah, that, that's a tip from wow. him. Uh, he says that you, you make the study, and the study is very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. But you shouldn't take it all and add it to your story, because your story is supposed to be your story and not the uh, research-based, uh, uh, fully-based story. So you take, what, take what's good there, and, and you make your own, your own and unique story. So it's the, it was a tip from, from the master. So. Well, if it's coming if from Scorsese, you listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we follow it. <laughs> but makes sense, right? Not everything fits. Like we wanted to use the, the main enemy uh, from the content that comes from the Sumerian mythology. He's named it Kaura. So there's, there's no Kaura in their, in their, 
in their mythology, there, there is Enki and Enlil, who are two gods in the Sumerian culture. And one and Enki, Enki was the one who made the humans for a reason that uh, for a reason that we will address, but we will address it as uh, in the, the DCFU version. But if you look for it, you can look for Sumerian mythology, Enki and Enlil, and you will have the whole the whole theory. It's really cool, actually. Oh, one one interesting thing: uh, this theory ends up in aliens, of course, not gods, but aliens making the humans. And one thing I am afraid of, I'm like 33 years old, but if I watch an alien movie, I won't sleep for two days. <laughs> and I did, I, I did those researches. And in the day that I watched the, a, a good video that I found on the YouTube about it, I couldn't slap, man. I was thinking about, oh, shit, this is real. They're going to get me now. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to take you Especially and probe you. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. And, and like... <laughs> Uh, even even now, even though because we are writing about it, it, we now may be a target from them. So yeah, I haven't slept for that night, scared of uh, conspiracy theory about aliens. Yes, and then we are now making games about aliens. Uh, my fear is getting less. Uh, I'm getting less afraid of them, but I won't risk watching any movie <laughs> about it. So. <laughs> No more Prometheus then. Yeah, well, Prometheus is one of the movies that doesn't talk about mu doesn't talk much about the Sumerian uh, culture. But that uh, huge fella, the white uh, with the white skin, yeah, that creates uh, the humans in the beginning of the movie and is uh, asleep in the sh their ship. That's uh, what uh, the humans call it back then, the Anunnaki, the gods that made the humans. That's fully based on the Sumerian culture, uh, the Sumerian mythology, but they didn't address it that deep. But since I had looked for it, and people who had who had looked for it, probably will get that these are the Anunnaki's because they say that the Anunnaki's, who were the the gods who made men, uh, were three feet tall, and that's why we have such a huge buildings from ancient times with uh, huge doors and etc because they were made for those guys with those gods with uh, three meters uh, three meters tall and, and a huge size. <clears throat> so that's and, why you're yeah, saying you... things like the pyramids or any other kind of uh, ancient monument has the doors that are four or five meters high. So these things get yeah, in yeah, and out, yeah. you know, with clearance. Yes, and... and... Uh -huh. Usually, usually when I mention Valhalla being in our content, people say, "Oh, it's from the Vikings, right?" And I think, "No, it's not, because the universe was born way before all of us. So we can take uh, a good element of any culture and including the universe. So we used Egypt, Egyptians, uh, like the pyramids, uh, constructions, locations." And we use the the Valhalla. It's uh, the heaven on, let's call it heaven, but it's it's a heaven on on DCFU and etc. So we can we can merge some some stuff to be to create a really unique and, uh, and creative content. Probably some people will misunderstood, but it's fine. It's it, this will happen anyway. So <laughs> you mean misunderstood as in thinking that Valhalla relates to Thor and Odin? 
and Loki, for instance, as opposed to your own interpretation of what Valhalla is? Yes, yes. Uh, or even th thinking it's a bad idea because... Oh, you're mixing Egyptians with uh, the Vikings. This is incorrect. <laughs> yeah. The dinosaur wasn't born yet. And uh, yeah. We, is, that maybe, uh, we, is that a spoiler? Is that a spoiler for no, dinosaurs no, 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 there's, Clyde? <laughs> there's, there's no dinosaur. But <laughs> we, may, we, we, we may throw a raptor in it because it's really <laughs> yeah. cool. Tall, tall grasses and raptors. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Expect that in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> And uh, seasoning all of that content with the words stuck in the head, there is the small group of creative mites. That's how you say it. <laughs> That's how you say <laughs> it. Yes, you got uh, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 we have to give credit credit to everyone because this was created by a team and not by a person. So it's DCF Studios is like the Batman. Anyone can be the the Batman. It's a symbol. So. All of our content is created by DCF Studios, and there's no, no, there's no, no one signing it. Let's say, let's call it that. And I added this uh, just a, a resumed version of what everyone does because we do much more than what's written there. Uh, everybody tests the game, the games, and etc. So, but just to make it organized, uh, the whole team is. Uh, myself, Andrea Morin, uh, Glauco Bellini, who's the main developer for Tony and Clyde at the moment, and my associate in all titles. Her wife, uh, Isadora Hata, who is the art director and level designer for all games. So she's starting to go nuts. Uh, last, <laughs> last, last night, Glauco told me she crosses, she crossed it to the other side. She's, she's ready now. She, she was going nuts in, in something like re really silly. And with Tony and Clyde. Yeah, she's now on Tony and Clyde, but uh, we will focus on Tony and Clyde, but she already did some stages for Bunny Battle. Yeah. But since we are we are writing the story, actually Matt uh, Latest, who is our main illustrator, made the, made the mistake to tell us once that he loved it to uh, be our RPG master. That's how you call it, right? RPG master. And yes. he, that he created, he created a, the, his own stories and world, worlds, and played it with his friends. And I thought, oh wait a minute, man, you create, you are creating stories out of your head. So maybe we can um, add something extra to what you're doing, especially that he's the one that will uh, be responsible for the uh, stories cutscenes. It's way better that he's deeply involved in, in the writing because we will cut a bridge between explaining what is written to the illustrator because he's the one who wrote it, right? We are writing together, but he's now on <clears throat> his main responsible for Bunny Battle uh, script. And up to, up, to, up to this moment, I'm the main responsible for Tony and Clyde script. But as I said, we cannot... We cannot uh, any, no one can sign the script because we changed the story like five times. Uh, doing some, some, we do some dev camps. Like we take a week and go to our to my house and stay. Uh, me, Glauco, and Nisa usually uh, we do that. We did that prior to the issues we are having now with the COVID situation. Yes, but... you won't be doing many camps now, I imagine. <clears throat> no, no, but uh, but I think in the fifth camp or something we started to. Uh, draw a, a procedure 
when we first started in the first day, we sit down and discusses all the content. And we had a bunch of ideas, all of them we used, uh, usually used. And in the end of the camp, like five days later, we, re we look at the content we created and do the polishing. So, but we did that like five times after uh, for Tony and Clyde, right? And also for Bunny. Uh, for Bunny, one funny thing happened because Matt uh, made the bosses, and one of the bosses he made out of uh, made, made dirty with blood in his mouth and etc. in his hands. So, and he's and he's told us like, well, this guy should eat the player after he kills him, and we go, oh, cool, right? And Andrea Lazar is, is our illustrator, also a, our illustrator and animator. He's taking care of those guys now. And he's making the gore uh, slots and the gore art for the for the bosses and for the players. And he made uh, one of the, the fat Leporidae, the bunny. He made her uh, his stomach to be out, like his, show his guts out, rip it open. And with a human, human dead body inside. And we thought, oh, okay, this is interesting. And we separated the bunnies uh, into two clans, and one of them will be eating humans. And now we had to give some reason for, reasons for the humans to be there. And they are not actually yet humans. They are the beings created by the Syrians, who are the aliens uh, who, creates, who help the gods to create uh, life in the universe. We will, see, we will see them in further slides. So, by a drawing of a guy with a bloody mouth, we created a, we changed the whole story. So you can see how collaborative we are in terms of creating content. Everybody criticizes each other's uh, work, and we have a posture to to be honest to each other because if we don't do this, you guys are going to do uh, when we release the game. If it's, it's shitty, it's a shitty content. You're gonna say, "Oh, fuck, this <laughs> yeah. shitty." So and wanna... I can't. Can I? Sorry, can I swear in, the, in your podcast? Absolutely. Can of course you can. All right. Can. Okay. <laughs> so we are trying to provide the best products or the best games. Let's call it games. But we are trying to provide the best games and content we are able to with the small team we have. And the last fella in the in this. In this slide is Luis Franzoi. He just joined us like a month ago. But this is a funny story. I think I mentioned it to you before. Uh, oh, because uh, I talk a lot with games or Dane uh, behind the cameras. <laughs> so, we so people are aware of that. Yeah. Yes. We talk some na nasty stuff, right? D dirty, nasty, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I kind of like it, but okay. Getting back to topic here. <clears throat> Uh, Luis uh, reached me out when, like, two, two years ago, when he was graduating from college. He did study uh, game developing, and he was extremely frustrated because the, his final project, actually, he, his whole class final project, was a game, uh, Lord of Chaos, the name of the game they made. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure if they actually made it, and that's why he was so frustrated because. He wanted so badly to do the game, 
and I felt like I saw I saw the the fire in, in him right at that moment, and I advised him to like okay maybe maybe this project is just your because he reached out to for us to publish and and he was reaching out to publishers publishers or local developers he lives in the same city as us and uh, he reached out for that and I advised him to, like man as you the things that that you're saying I lived it a bit and he was living like fully because it was young kids college kids who just wanted to have a party time and finish the damn college right but he actually wanted to, to do the damn game so back then we we couldn't grow the team yet but this year we were able to to grow the company a bit so i was scouting out people to work with us and i remember luis that was the guy that in my mind wanted deeply to work with games and he's been ar around for a month and he certainly went to work with the games a lot <laughs> so I, uh, we were talking and he said he was he were working on a different uh, place a completely different company uh, but he was doing some stuff and he did a nap and etc and i said what you did an app and he said yeah i did i, I was actually building the app with a, a friend of mine but my friend quit uh, no news there my friend quit and i had to finish the, the thing alone and I said, okay, can you show it to me? And he's shown to me, it was like in version 1.8. So that says he built it eight times at least. And uh, I said, all right, bro, just torch the place you're working out. Set that shit on fire. You don't belong there. Come, come do games. Finally, come do games with us. And he, he like in two weeks, he quit and came working with us. But he didn't set the place on fire. So. Just, <laughs> That's probably a good don't, thing. Don't worry, don't worry, guys. This this was a, this was a joke. So, <laughs> what I meant is like, man, you're you're being, you can do much better in the, in the gaming industry. You you did this by yourself, like the app he done. So yeah, should come work. At least you can start here, and maybe if you find somewhere else. But I, but we want to keep him around. He's a good a little lad. Uh, he just uh, he from the day one, he's very engaged. So. We brought some inspiring to to the team. Yeah, it's rare. It's rare in all ages. It's rare because you need to have a, a huge amount of. I would say I don't like to say passion anymore because everybody uses that word. But maybe we need to have some hatred inside of you to do this. <laughs> yeah, stuff. sure. <laughs> because you have to be like boosted up to finish it because it's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work. It's a, Imagine that you're giving, imagine that it, it is like a movie that you give your audience fully uh, control and liberty to walk around and stuff. Yeah. So just a stupid example, but it works. Um, the, the character is supposed to go to the table and get the cup. But the player wants to walk around and then he finds <laughs> yeah. a wall that doesn't have a collider. And he falls <laughs> yeah. into the way, endless infinity of the world, of that realm. <laughs> so it's a gigantic project. Uh, people, most of the people, at least here, don't understand how uh, complex it is to develop games. That's why you need the passion and the hatred inside of you to make it work. It's like uh, uh, Xavier told Magneto in that X-Men movie. Uh, too much love is bad. Too much hate is bad. Find find it in between, and then you're good to go. 
You remember? Did you watch this movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? I I am familiar with it. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think he lifted uh, like a ship or something that, uh, or a yeah, underwater. A, um, uh, yeah, it was a large warship or something. Yeah, and 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 yeah, it's quite it's quite correct because it means you have balance, right? You have balance in your emotions. You're you're good to go, but you're also not too over the anger or something like that. <laughs> something and, like that. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense, I guess, for everything in life, maybe, that you have to put some effort in it. Yes, balance. <laughs> balance is certainly key, which is a key word as well for the DCFU. Yeah, 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 it is, yes. Okay, so talking about the DCFU now, this is our god, Orochi. Uh, the name came from a Japanese god. I don't recall it, uh, what kind of god he is, but uh, we just thought to get the name was cool. And he was responsible for the Big Bang. The thing is that in the universe, there are two main things, consciousness and energy. So in this stage, there is a representation of that. The pinkish uh, circle is the consciousness of Orochi and everything inside is the energy all concentrated in a unique point, same as the, the Big Bang Theory. And since Orochi has becoming the All Father, he has a past that will be un, un revealed now. Prior to the Big Bang, Orochi is a unique, uh, a new, unique being made of uh, unified conscience, consciousness and with all the matter and energy of the universe embedded in him. And because he's all the consciousness and all the matter and, and everything in the universe, he's both what we were speaking about, both uh, pure hate and pure love. And since he has a past that I won't mention now because it's yet has uh, not yet finished uh, and that past ex past explain how he become that he becomes that unique uh, focus point in the universe but since he he is all at once he decides to recreate uh, that's a spoiler recreate it's already a spoiler so <laughs> he, re he recreate he recreates what we had what he has destroyed a huge spoiler now but and then he breaks his, his own consciousness out of out of lovers or out of remorse of what he has has done and he creates uh, he creates the universe and he breaks himself immediately into other beings yeah, they are the creators or gods and after after the universe is created he also gives birth to three other children so this is what happens after Orochi exploded himself in uh, through the big bang he creates uh, creates all reality that, that is he still remains uh, the one true god but he immediately gives birth birth to two other children who are hellella the ruler of hell this chart is a little complex but as i will explain it will make sense the the two children of orosha is are hellella and alus mabus Actually, they are called Ella Oroshisan and Mabus Oroshisan. And Alus Mabus' hate, his pure hate is made of pure hate. He's the complete opposite of Oroshi. So he 
he decides to change his last name to Alus Mobus. I think he's the name of a demon of some culture. And he's the ruler of the inverted Valhalla, right in the, in the right side of the spectrum. We call this the spectrum of, of existence. And you can see that the left side has a bluish background, which is made out of the Shiki energy, which is the positive energy. And you have a green background that's made of uh, dark Shiki energy, so it are made from bad thoughts and bad feelings. And we can think this slide and this image as an onion. So the consciousness live in the Oroshi's realm that you see in, in pinky, that in the pink circle, and they use the energy still to interact with the realms created. The creator's realm, the top side of the main, uh, the inside circle, we can call it the realm of the dead or the souls, and the material realms are self-explain itself by the name, but are the uh, many, many micro universes created by the Big Bang. So for instance, we, we both will be on the alpha one, in the left side of the spectrum. Then you get the beta, kappa, omicron, and omega. And as you go to the, to the side of the dark Ishiki energy, even in the material realm, you get darker and darker. So let's say uh, if we make a horror game, uh, purely horror and really nasty, it will be more towards uh, the Omega and the Omicron uh, micro-universe. Uh, Cruz Brothers, for, for instance, is on Alpha. Uh, Tony Clyde is also on Alpha. And When Battle Nemesis is on Kappa because it does have a direct link to Alice Hell. So talking about the, the realm of the dead or the creator's realm, we have the left side, same thing, it's positive, and the right side is negative. And they are both ruled by uh, Valhalla and a dark Valhalla or inverted Valhalla. And the balance of the universe is in charge of Ella Roshison or Hell Ella, who has her own circle of existence. Uh, to, to detail more these two sides, we will use that. Um, that book created by Dante Alighieri uh, about describing the circles of hell. In do you do remember the name of uh, that's uh, yeah Dante's Inferno. Dante's Inferno, yes. So uh, the the left side, the blue side, will have many circles, and the right side will have the many circles. And there is one circle in the middle, which is Alice Hell, who does the balance uh, between the two sides. So she. Her job is to make, she's the goddess of death, but when a being dies in the universe, he goes straight to where he's supposed to be, unless Hellella picks him up. So she picks them up to make Hell always uh, balance the both sides of the spectrum, which uh, we call Agathe and Baratosphere. Baratosphere will be our Catholic Hell, let's, let's say that, and Agathe will be heaven. And the heavens of heaven will be living in Valhalla, like Immortal, Immortal Joe says. And Ella's hell is like the purgatory, let's call it that. You won't be stuck for, in there forever. Eventually, you, a person a person or a being that goes to Ella's hell, eventually get loses to the side of he's supposed to be, he or she's supposed to be. So 
it's a quite complex, uh, uh, quite complex, complex uh, slide. But these are the main informations. The core, the core element here is that consciousness exists, and Orochi blown up and gave birth, birth to all of them, and through through the energy realm they interact with the uh, the other realms. Yeah, you can see these three, just actually four bodies we can say, but the. <clears throat> But the first one in the left, it's a brain that's just symbolic. That's the consciousness. And all of the other bodies are controlled by the consciousness. So in the creator's realm, you can see right in the down arrows pointed up uh, that the soul, or we call it psychosoma, that we base that on the parapsychological studies. The soul lives in the creator's realm, exists in the creator's realm. And if you die in the material realm, there is the body on the right you go to the creator's realm, either in a, to Agave or to the Baratosphere. If you are honorable enough, you go to the Valhalla, you get into, you get inside the gates of Valhalla. And if you're, if you're a complete uh, motherfucker, you can beat me, beat me on that one. <laughs> you can, not. you go straight, you go straight to Dark, dark Valhalla hell. and then you, you suffer a bunch. And if Ella needs you to go to hell, she will pick you up. And if the if the realm if the spectrum is unbalanced, she starts picking up the opposite to make it balance it again. So Ella, Ella acts similar to say Anubis. How Anubis weighs the hearts of those to decide whether they went through to the afterlife or not. Ella has that kind of control. Oh, I never heard about that. Uh... About oh. a, that story, story of Anubis. We have Anubis in the game in, in the in a future. Anubis, time, but... Anubis would put yeah. the uh, heart on a scale, and depending oh, which way the scale tipped, they would either move on to the afterlife or they would go down to the oh, underworld. Oh. That's interesting. Well, that's not exactly it. No, it's she, a bit different, it, isn't it? It's a bit different. Yes, you go automatically by attraction, like. Yeah. Uh, let's say that you you you're killed in the material body, so you immediately snap and appear in in the afterlife where you're supposed to be. You are attracted to one of the circles. That's why I mentioned it. That will be describing each side of that spectrum in circles. Yeah. And you can can you apply this to towards a really good and honorable warrior that goes to Valhalla and a really bad person that goes to Dark Valhalla. But Hell is different because she wants to balance the universe. So if, let's say, if there are too many uh, souls going to one of side of the spectrum, she has to balance it out, picking randomly, like Thanos killed random, ra <laughs> randomly in the, in the movie. Yeah. She picks them randomly. And actually, this is the reason why she created the, the Leporidae. She's the responsible for, for the creation of those bunnies. Because she, since... Uh, this species has a, has a high reprodu reproduction rate. Hate she uses them to ease her work. This is her excuse to make them, but she actually actually wanted to be loved and worshipped as her brothers are. Since she's a goddess of death, not so many people like them like <laughs> her, and they're afraid to end up in hell. So, but getting back to what I was explaining about the consciousness acting uh acting and interacting with the the bodies 
when you are in the material body, you need an energy body to make the, let's say, the connection with your soul uh, well, well bounded. You you are in the material body. All the other bodies exists as a rule. There are some exceptions, but that is why uh, Cruz Brothers can throw um, energy blasts because they use their energy body to interact with the Ishiki energy and they mentally they create uh, energy blast, blast or, or they power or any other power that goes to all the characters. <clears throat> but since they are in a modern 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 age, not everyone has that skill. So it's a special skill for pe people that practice it. And they don't mention that in the story. That was a bit of a mistake of us, of ours. But we added a DCFU cards to explain a little bit more for the player to make sense of why why a boxing game has energy blasts. Why? In the beginning, it was fun, but then we went too far on this, creating the universe and all, and wanted to include the Cruz Brothers in it. So we had to explain somehow without changing the story. And the reason that they don't mention it in, in the story, I think that appears only once when Azazo is fighting Felipe and his arm to flame, uh, flames starts to burn behind him. That's him uh, igniting, igniting his power. But no, nobody, nobody mentioned this, mentions it because it's like part of their their daily life. Like people have that ability, and they use this, they utilize to fight, right? So uh, this is something we want to improve. For instance, in the store to explain for the player prior to get the game that this is a boxing-based game, but it has more into it. So here's the deal, and then we will do a. a we will update the synopsis so when people buy the game, the game, they are aware that it's not just a boxing game. It's more than that. So it's embedded in that context right there. So that's the, that's a, that's the thing. The consciousness interacts with the bodies, but as deep, uh, as dense you get, like the material body is extremely dense, it's matter. As dense you get, you lose your connection with the creator's realm, which will be your soul, right? And you to to have that interaction, you have the beings have an energy body. So when they die to be healthy, they lose their energy body, and the energy body becomes comes back to the universe just as a ishiki energy, and they are only left with a psychosomal soul. And in the creator's realm. It's way easier to interact with uh, energy. You actually just have to think and things will appear. So if we make a title that uh, happens in that realm, it will be something really, really crazy because we can do something. I, I, I can't even Im imagine what we can do because <laughs> yeah. I haven't planned any game in that realm yet. But it doesn't uh, have to be as grounded in reality as Cruz Brothers or Tony and Clyde. That's what you mean. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's, and one of the ways we are presenting this for the players, as I, as I mentioned it, uh, for instance, this this chart, this slide, and the other one won't be even mentioned in Tony and Clyde. The same in that, in, but in that case, they don't have powers or anything. Yeah. They're just normal normal hum, humans who are struggling with the mafia and thugs. But so so, but they are still embedded in the universe. 
themselves. Clyde's sister is a maiden, uh, Ella's maiden. There's a reason for that. I won't uh, give any spoiler. That's by itself. That by itself is, is an, an spoiler, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, then you see how we connect all the games, right? For example, the the, the contest that the Cruz brothers fight that are, is called the Pride Feasts. It was born in the when the gods started the universe, and they played against each other to see which god was the best. And then that kind of moved on to which of them made the strongest being in the universe. So they have like, they, they cannot interact directly in the material realms. So they just influence people or beings. I cannot say people because there are multiple types of beings. And they just, uh, they can induce them to to do their beatings, but they cannot force they, them. They can't physically interfere. Yeah, sort of like yeah. that. Just in really, really extreme cases, they can, but yeah. they will actually. But the rule is they should, they shouldn't. Orochi's rule is that they shouldn't. So then, when when Pride Fists cross over to the material realms, they had each of them had their own champion to fight in the Pride Fists. And as the years go by, we get the, the advanced civilization where the Cruise Brothers are in, and the Pride Fists become something like embedded in society and extremely commercial where they are fighting a version of a, a boxing a, a boxing version of the pride fists but still there are, are gods looking and each of them have their own champion we didn't mention this but it will be a will appear in future titles so it's that's exciting for starters but what you're saying about these slides is to avoid throwing all of this at a casual player. You're only going to introduce bits of the mythology that are relevant to that game. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. In, in Cruise Brothers, we added, uh, for instance, uh, the beginning of the universe yeah. up to the point the Homo sapiens were, were created. Uh, I believe you played it, so you yes. were aware of that. I'm very aware. <laughs> so yeah, we, we won't just vomit this out in the inside the games and ah, take a look <laughs> yeah. at this com complex stuff because I'm having trouble to explain it to you right now. <laughs> yeah, because you're <laughs> trying to explain how... so much. Yeah, yeah, it's something difficult to understand, and it does have more images to it. But to make this simpler, I just throw this one so we can discuss about it, how a consciousness interacts and what exactly does it mean, those realms that appeared in the other slide. And these are <clears throat> these are the creators. So they, we call our gods creators, uh, but they are the gods or Orochi sons. The right one with the green uh, energy is Alos Mabos. We can say he's like our demon or our Lucifer. Let's call it that, our version of Lucifer. And in the left side is Helela. Uh, they are both, they were both born immediately when the Big Ben happened and the unified Orochi consciousness broken. But then later on, Orochi gave birth to the ones in the middle. From left to right, there is Mahina Orochi's son, who is the god goddess or creator of vitality and love. And Ezekiel Orochi's son, who is the creator of war, 
and Loki Roshi-san, who is the creator of Pleasure. Let's see that. That one came from the came from the Viking uh, mythology of Lo Loki being the god of trickery, right? Yes, and that's why he he mischief. Yeah, he holds a beer and has a cigar, and he's he's like he will be like a Wolverine inspired uh, character. You can see he's shorter than Ezekiel, yeah. for instance. And the other two are, 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 are I set it as like huge, huge fellas, but but just to point out their kind of more more relevant to the whole balance of the universe thing. But all of them are responsible for the whole universe, uh, creating beings and and keeping things on track. Maintaining and, and balance. Maintaining balance in the end, that's it. Yeah. The first idea to create a Pride Feasts would be that Ezekiel and Loki challenged themselves to fight to the death becoming a mortal being so they will be like there is uh we call it restoration but when you like in buddhism or spiritism that you're born again how do you say that in english uh yeah born again uh resurrected uh, resurrect not resurrected because that's bringing oh, wait, a that's, dead, boy that's to life. dead and coming back uh, yeah no born again i think is the right yeah, yeah. You're, born, you're born again we call this restoration so they will restore in a specific being uh, let's let's say in the human being, and they will fight to the death with the, the, that being's limitations. Because when they fight as gods, they are gods, and they cannot be killed, right? And the first idea to the Pride Feast begins origins would be that, but we change it a bit so that occurred in the creator's realm, so we have more freedom. The idea is to make a Pride Feast's origins game with the gods fighting themselves first so we have a lot of creative freedom and, yeah you can do a like a sort of fatality and and the guy won't die because he's a god he will just lose <laughs> yeah, his head he'll just get back up and uh, yeah like deadpool he'll plug back in and <laughs> yeah. that's it yeah. lost the fight right so but that was the first idea and the reason he's in the middle, it's more of uh, you can see that in his posture, he's he does have a posture of a leader, right? He does. You, yes. can, you can see the way he, you can see the way he looks at the, at us, and that he's not uh, those gods. They're not very, very, very happy. They're kind of they're good. Some of them are good, right? Alus Mabus is not. Hela is <laughs> let's say neutral, but. They're not fully, fully, fully good because we need them to fight each other and need them to embrace warriors and warriors kill kill other beings. So, okay, Orochi itself is not pure, uh, pure benevolent god. He's also bad. So. Because he has to be both good and bad because he is everything at the same time. Yes. No. Actually, in this stage of the universe where everything exists. Yes. He's not everything at, this, at the same time, but the collective consciousness was broken, and then Orochi has a chunk of it, big chunk of it, that goes from the left side to, to a small portion on the right side, which is the bad side. Yeah, and we are right in the middle of that, so we are Orochi's uh, replicate uh, parts. Of, we are part of Orochi's consciousness. But the creators have their their own. Let's let's say that that would be accurate. Yeah. 
I don't know if that's too complex or making sense, but <laughs> it makes sense. We, we are we are addressing the complex part first. So yes, <laughs> getting it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> These Enki and Enlil, Enlil, you mentioned them at the start. Yes, they are from the Sumerian culture. They are the gods who created the humans. Uh, <clears throat> what the story tells is that. The Sumerian story, roughly speaking, tells that they came to Earth with another another being uh, to mine gold, and gold purified their planet, uh, home planet atmosphere. And but these guys that that are called Gigi and they appear in our universe, uh, rebelled against the Syrians, and they were uh, exterminated because they couldn't have. Uh, uh, being in a new a new home that was rebelled, so they had so then that's why they have to, had to create a human being to do the heavy lifting of mining the mining gold and stones. But in the Sumerian story, uh, Enki uh, loved the humans and Enlil think them as a threat. I don't recall it exactly how it happens, but. And that's the that's the thing. I think Anglu in the Sumerian story would be like our Lucifer or something like that. We have to double check that. But in our case, uh, what happens to the Syrians? Syrians came from ufology studies. We were looking for a name for these beings uh, more than Anunnakis because Anunnakis is how the humans call them. They're like uh, from uh, beings from heaven to earth. Is something like that. The, the meaning of Anunnakis. And they are the great Anunnakis for the the human beings. Actually, it's not the human beings. It's a species a little bit prior to us that we call the Adamas. Yes, it resembles Adam, but this is from the Sumerian mythology, and it makes sense. So their structure is based on uh, on a hierarchy of who has more power. Enlil will be a supreme uh, leader. And they have a below-ranking, uh, below-ranking masters there that are Enki, Kaura, Genesis, Elohim, and uh, Deodat. Deodat is an homage to the discovered of the Dolomite, who is a, who is a stone. This actually exists. This is a stone that conducts electricity and do all sorts of things. And lately, lately, I saw that they 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 think the pyramids has dolomite in it, and it was used. They were used to generate power in the Egyptian society. So it's a, another cool topic to look around. Use the dolomite the to create electricity through the pyramids. Yes, yes, something like that. You you have to look it up. But in our universe, what the dolomites does. They are powerful stones. They are like artifacts in an RPG game or something like that. Yeah. And they use for both technology. You see some stones in their armors and in Enki, the guy in the left, a sword uh, shining some power. And they, so they use them for technology and they use for binding with them. And when they bind with Dolomite, they gain a massive amount of power. And that depends on how the dolomite is forged. Uh, the dolomite is forged by, from gold and from minerals, and only a superior Syrian is allowed to create them. So, like 
in a Syrian society, only these two guys, for example, will be able will be allowed to create them. Because there, because there is a catch when a Syrian binds with the Dolomites, he uses the Dolomites to have access to his energy body that we saw earlier, right? Yeah. So since a Syrian the Syrians were the first intelligent beings in the universe and they helped the uh, creators to populate the whole universe. Uh, but at the same time, they are conquerors because Dolomites basically give them immortal life. And they, so they spend their lifetime searching for more Dolomites and more resources, more places for a Dolomite to be a Dolomite resource. And in ufology, there's a conspiracy about the planet called Nibiru. I don't know if you heard about this one. I've heard of it. Yeah, that comes around the Earth around 3,600 years. Uh, each 3,160 years, it, it, it gets closer to the Earth. And it's called the destroyer because when it gets closer to the Earth, all the catastrophes happen, like volcanoes explode and... We have a melt of our ice caps, and that's kind of linked to that what I mentioned in the beginning of having the uh, last ice age around three thousand years ago. Yeah. So that's where our our story with the Syrians begins, and they are the ones who created us in the DCFU. They were in in a war trying to conquer Nibiru, and Nibiru does have a Dejiji. Uh, who were the most intelligent being living there. And they were in war for too long and they were getting closer to Earth. Earth. And the Syrian masters felt that Earth had a huge amount of minerals and gold to be mined and be forged as Dolomites. And they could use that resource to win the war. So a group of Syrians came to Earth to populate the Earth with some Ijiji slaves that's based on the Sumerian uh, part of the mythology. And uh, the Ishishi slaves eventually rebelled themselves and the Syrians had to kill them because they couldn't bear same thing. They couldn't bear to have a, a rebelled being in a new world they were they were trying to 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 conquer. So so Anubis, now the Anubis guy gets in because Enlil didn't come to Earth. He stayed in the in the Nibiru War. Who came to Earth were the Anubis, Enki, uh, Kaura, uh, Deodat, Elohim, and Genesis. And Deodat and Elohim, no, Genesis and Elohim are the main geneticists from the Syrian society. And Anubis required them to create a new type of being that wasn't that was docile but strong enough to do the labor. So they run uh, some experiments with the beings around at that time. So we, we have a lot of uh, characters that we won't see here, but like a lizard man that we call Lagarto. <laughs> there is a rhinoceros that call him, uh, I forgot his name, but he's so cool. But that's for further titles, so I'm holding it back. And eventually they found the Tomais. Tomais is from actually a being in our actual past. And it's one of the closest link from the, like they call it the, the, the missing link between men and, men and uh, apes, right? 
and this is the, about the human history. There's a documentary in Curiosity Stream called The First Man. It's it's fucking amazing, really amazing. Sorry, <laughs> games. Pardon me for cursing so much. Uh, please, please <laughs> carry on. Continue. Okay, so it's it's a really incredible, incredible documentary. I, I advise everyone to look into to this. They are curious about this to look into it. And uh, the by the time the Syrians came to Earth, there were only Tomais. So they from the Tomais they made the gorilla, the experiments, and etc. And they ended up with the Adamas, who not by chance is uh, the name is close to Adam. Adam and Eve, right? It's the story of Adam and Eve, and they had, and they had uh, a location. Uh, they landed in the late, the late Mesopotamia, and they had a location nearby that is the Garden of Eden, where they breed the Adamas with their female counterpart called Adapa, and and that's just part of the story. That's uh, both in our in our our own history uh, our own history of the dcfu and in the sumerian mythology that why why the they were spelled from the garden of eden it, it was due to the fact that the, there were too many of them so they had to let them go right they were they were there were a lot of adamas and adapas there breeding and etc and in the Sumerian uh, mythology, Enki teaches them a lot of stuff about the Syrian. That in their case is not the Syrian, but it's the gods' uh, knowledge. And that's where the math come from, ag agriculture, uh, written language, and etc. Because Enki loved them so much that he taught them a lot of stuff. And in in the DCFU, Enki does this. Does this? He Elohim and Genesis were responsible for creating them genetically. But Enki was supervising the whole, uh, the whole project, and eventually they had to remove, relocate them to other parts of the world, and that's when you get uh, in Chile, in Chile and in Mexico those constructions, because were sites in the, the DCFU, of course, were sites of Adamus spelled from the Garden of Eden, and basically what happens, what happened was that Kaura for a reason that I won't explain because they, this will be a major spoiler, started to breed uh, with other uh, Adamus. And other Syrians start, started to do that too. And we came across, we, we, we ended up with a hybrid being between Adamus and the Syrians. And that being, in the end of the day, became, became the Homo sapiens. And the evolving process, he became the Homo sapiens. And he... We are more powerful than the Syrians in the terms of in the terms of being able to connect with the energy energy Ishiki energy because we don't have to bind with Dolomites to interact with that realm. And what happens when the Syrians bind, bind with the Dolomite? You you will see it's a little bit different from the other slide with the bodies bodies in it. The difference between uh, Homo sapiens and the Syrians. And that is not limited to those two beings, but the Syrians have to bind to the Dolomite stone that you see right in, in the right corner. The Dolomite stone, then a binding, a binding, binding happens with the material body so they can access the energy, energy, 
gaining an energy body. So a Syrian that doesn't bind with the Dolomites doesn't have an energy body. So he cannot interact with the energy realm. So he doesn't have like superpowers and stuff. So that stone but is critical for that. It's critical for that. That's yeah. why they crave for it. They search the whole universe for it. And that makes them almost immortal. And a good Syrian, and now this is so Viking, a good Syrian should die at war and get his way to the gate through the gates of Valhalla. Okay, so that's <laughs> that's Back you can that. see how, how we get to this point, right? Yeah. But but we had to make them disappear because we don't have Syrians in Cruise Brothers and we don't want them in our games uh, that should occur in our current age, right? So they right. were uh, destroyed by a reason that I won't say, actually, they were destroyed on Earth, Earth at least, by a reason that I won't say because it was, this, this will be a major spoiler. But the ones who were left after the thing that happens that kills some of them, uh, were overthrown by the hybrids and the humans because we were able to connect with our energy body without the need of binding with a dolomite stone. We could bind with them to have like an extra power, but we don't we don't necessarily need to do that because we already have an energy body. And when the Syrian does bind with a dolomite stone, he does get his energy body, and you see that there are some dots there that are the chakras, and they are the chakras from our religions that mention chakras. They are the same. And you can see that there, there's another little brain, yellow one, that is a primitive consciousness. So it's like there is the Syrian consciousness binded with the Dolomite to gain the power, but he gains a primitive consciousness, consciousness from this deal that keeps bothering him because that primitive consciousness wants to be free and become her own, uh, restoring the world and become and enter her own path of of procedure to enter the gates of Valhalla, which is the goal of every being on Earth, on existence, is to live in Valhalla beside the gods. And that there is where they get limited to because there's so much amount of power. A Syrian can buy with the Dolomite Stone. As as more powerful the the binding gets, or if they get more powerful stones, the primitive consciousness gets more gets to influence him influence him more. So those who go beyond their own skill to endure this go mentally crazy and do bad things. And that's how they rank the Syrians. Those who can endure more Dolomites. Uh, power, let's call it that, and endure the primitive consciousness or control it and make it quieter, are able to become their their leader. And those who are in the lowest ranks, some of, of them can't even do, uh, do the binding, binding because they will go immediately crazy. So that's how they rank their society. And that's why Homo sapiens and the hybrids are more powerful powerful and were able to destroy all Syrians in Earth. That's a little bit to think about. <laughs> so human oh, that, human willpower, yeah. is that what you're saying? For their access to that without the need for a stone? Without the need to yes. bind with the stone? Right. Yes, to access. Yeah. That's why you don't see any character in Cruise Brothers wearing yeah. a stone or having a stone glued to their Because body. they've tapped so into it themselves. They just have to train themselves 
to to interact with a body, the energy body and the shiki energy and they will see. gain access they will gain access to the it's a hard thing to do so for instance in tonic light you won't see anybody that can do that everybody uses a gun to fight each other <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. since Simpler it's a shooter. times <laughs> But 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 they are they all have a material bodies, energy yeah. body, and a soul. So they're all bound by the realms. All bound the by the realms. Yes. Yeah. And the consciousness that has no body at all controls it all, like a puppet, like a like a puppet yeah. master controlling puppet master. each body. Yeah. That's quite the download on on my consciousness, <laughs> but it <laughs> it's very yeah, deep. That, it's insane. It's it's crazy and it, and it, yeah probably it will be for your audience too but i hope <laughs> people and, and if anyone have a question to about what we are talking about i'll be happy to reply in the comments so leave a comment with your question and we we will try to make it more clear if it got too complex and I'll even <clears> drop <throat> in your personal email if people want to <laughs> spam that with yeah, yeah. <laughs> with questions and pictures. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That that would be great. Yeah, tell, tell the whole world my email. That's good. Yeah, you'll enjoy <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I get enough enough spam emails already, man. Well, I actually don't mind. I love to reply to people that are interested in the, in the content and want to know more. Yeah, uh, this is. It's really awesome. That is why I'm happy to be here and discuss this today, even that it's hard to explain, especially in a foreign language. <laughs> but you can imagine that it's hard for me to explain. So I, 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 am, I am sure that it's hard to understand. I think it's, it would be a nightmare to try and explain because it's so much in such a short period of time. Yeah, I could have uh, gave you this shorter version, but <laughs> as we spoke prior prior to this, we were supposed to go full throttle on the content, right? That's right. Show it all. Yeah. So the whole peel so back the are, whole curtain. Yeah. <laughs> so these are the arts for one of one of the Igigi in the left and the Adamos in the right. And these are these are being not the Gigi the Adamas that I've been spoken for the last uh, couple of minutes. Is our ancestor, and let's call it that, that gave uh, birth to our existence. And if you go to the next slide, you'll see the daughter of Anubis. The naughty the naughty fella did reproduce it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's a spoiler right there, but that is. I think it's it's on it's on our this web series, yeah. Actually it is. This is also Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's she's a hybrid. So she does not does not need to bind with dolomite stones. She does have a couple on her sword on Is that one neck. on her neck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is really special so. And but she doesn't get the 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 bad part of the deal that is gaining the primitive consciousness. She does have her own energy body, she doesn't need that. But in when she appears in her own game, she won't, won't be aware of this, of course. And we will make a, a story out of it. The right side, we have uh, Valen Weinefeld, who is Clyde's, uh, Clyde Alexander Weinefeld Jr.'s sister. And she's a homo sapiens 
she's more grounded to reality, doesn't have too much uh, contact with that, at least in this form, because she's a maiden, so she does have content. But but Valen, when she was alive, that's a huge spoiler, but when she was alive, <laughs> she didn't care much about those type of, uh, of content, and she just lived her life like a normal human would, would do in a more modern age. Carrying a boombox around. And yeah, a that's, that's <laughs> in her pocket. <laughs> yeah, that's due to to deliver which time times times uh, which age she, she comes from and which yeah. age Tony Clyde happens. We won't state that it is the eighties, the nineties, or something like that. But you get but that you get idea. The, you, yeah, you get the idea. That's the idea. And yeah. she's extremely important too, though, because she's the link for Bunny Battle to Tony and Clyde. A massive and she's, uh, yeah, uh, as I mentioned, she's a Hell's maiden. She's a super powerful being now, and how she becomes one and etc. We will tell you in our web series and Bunny Battle games, Bunny Battle game. It won't be mentioned in Tony and Clyde, but again, it doesn't need to be, does it? Because it's it's something that has the payoff later. Yes, yes. You will get a hint of what's going on, but if yeah. I told you, I'll ruin the whole kill game me. for you. <laughs> for you, yeah, we will have to kill you and everybody who's listening. So. <laughs> yeah. Both of us. <laughs> yes. All two of us. All two people so, that will uh, be listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, since we don't know who they are, it's better not to <laughs> yeah. spoil it. And finally, this is the being that I mentioned uh, that Hewella created in the Kappa realm that is deeply connected to the to to Hell. Uh, Kappa realm is a mini universe in the material realm that has a deep connection with uh, Ella's realm, the Creator's realm, and she needed uh, she wanted a breed to help her, her to balance the universe. But that was her excuse. She actually just wanted to be loved and praised as their own unique God, and she loved them so much. We did a taxonomy study about the, how they evolved and how many uh, types of beings came out. She, uh, Hewella reached out, reached out to the Syrians geneticists, Enki, Elohim, and... and Elohim and Genesis to create this, this being and the Syrians had interest in that because in their in the locations she picked pick it to be their their home their home there's a lot of dolomite to be exploited so that's that's kind of the deal that happens and the reason for, for the war will be disclosed in the game so I won't spoil it now and so basically that's it and and she if it, she was clearly uh expelled from their realm for for a specific reason and she's and since she's so hurting by that and didn't appreciate it that much she created her warriors the maidens she summons summons them actually the maidens are, are created by a pact between one's conscience and Hewella. And it's made by a need of the, that consciousness 
uh, that need to be fulfilled, like doing a pact with the devil, and your soul is hers. And you and when when she needs you to, you will have to go and do her beatings, like fighting a war in a different mini realm, uh, mini mini universe, not your own. Like the they are humans, and they are the maidens. All of the maidens are humans, and they are going to the the Poridae, uh, the Kappa universe, which has no humans. It does have Adamas though, that does the mining the mining operations for the Syrians in the local. You will learn, all players who play Battle Nemesis will learn this along the story mode. Here, our intention is to tell the story with uh, introduction of for each maiden and uh, chat discussion with them and Hewella through telepathics. Since they're all possessed by, by a goddess, they can chat. So it will be like a, a smaller version of Last of Us of the character walking around and bumping into something important and telling out. Oh. And, and then they, they have a, a chat with the goddess of death, death about what's, what, what they saw and what they, what's going on. And that will be what we will be disclosing the whole story to the end. It's a cool way to, to do that without having just endless cutscenes. Yeah, you can have the conversations have, happen without having to change location all the time. Yeah, the cutscenes are quite short. Yeah, and and there and as I mentioned earlier about the guy with blood in his mouth, yeah. who, is a, who is a Pentalagus Gigas. These guys started to eat the Adamus, so they are kind of the nastiest fellows in the in the realm, but. We'll get into that in the game. Better to wait. Best to wait. These are the original art for our titles, that are upcoming titles and released ones. Cruise Brothers were released on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Uh, Dane actually became one of the kings. You were the kings of combo of the combo, right? I was king the, of the king hit. of king of combos. What did I get? A hundred and we. This is something we never done here. Like the developers cannot do what this guy did, so he did a, he did a one hundred sixty something combo six sixty three, and he actually won a official DCF T shirt, and we cannot ship it yet because of the situation of the world, but keep tuned in our Twitter. We do some fun games there, and maybe you you if you dethrone Dane, we can provide you a T shirt. That's 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 a challenge right there. Well, that's it's official. That's a pretty it's tall order, though. No one's, yeah. no one yeah. is going to outdo 163 odd hits in a combo. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I cannot do that. And I was <laughs> 162. It was a 162 hit combo. Yeah, the art is right there. You can search it out, get the game, and try to beat him. We will ship you a t-shirt. It's, uh, it was a fun competition. Yeah, very stressful. So it's on now. It's it's on and it's in it's indefinitely. On. So you open can, challenge. You can, you can be you can be dethroned at any point in time and space. Well, if, if if you and your team can't do it, I'm, yeah, well, I'm but safe. we we didn't we didn't try that much too. Maybe we start <laughs> trying, but, but uh, 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 we get. We get the t-shirts anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You get all the t-shirts you want because <laughs> you just print yeah, another yeah. one. 
while I still yes. wait for mine. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the game is coming to Nintendo Switch soon. We don't have a date yet, but we're excited about it. This is a recent uh, approval we got. So for Nintendo Switch players, keep, keep tuned that Cruise Brothers is coming, are coming. I think it'll be really fun on the Switch, having yeah, yeah, played the yeah, shit out of it on the Xbox. It'll be, I can see it being really fun on the Switch. You can and you can and you can play two against two, so it's perfect for a Switch. It is uh, too. Mode that you can fight with your friends at home, drink, drinking a pint of beer or something. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. keeping the fighting in game, of course. Yeah, fighting with your mates. That's how we say it, right? That's how we say it over here, yes. So this game is more grounded to reality and then quotes that grounded to reality thing. <laughs> yeah. the, the end result is supposed to be fun. It's already out on indiaspo.net. So because it's extremely expensive and hard to port to the consoles. And this will be like a pre-alpha test just to see how you guys feel about the game and etc will be free on the platform so you should check it out and give us some feedback we will love that even if it's a critic especially if, especially if it is a critic because it's true that that we can improve the game but i don't know dane can say say it because he already played it uh, it's quite fun already but it's it is in early stages though i've played the hell out of it for the last week i don't i've Played it more, played through it more than 20, 25 times, and I love it. It's, oh, cool, man. That's cool. I've uh, given some feedback already, and it, as always, I've given you the the honest, brutal truth. If I uh, yep. found something that needed to be said, but it's it's fun. It's fun. The combat's cool. The art style's awesome. The music's amazing. The effect, as you call it, is great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so. But there's there's always something to improve, so don't hold back and yes, yes. That and the, in this image you, you see all the bosses you will be fighting in the game, and the, Tony and Clyde are not in that image. And I won't tell anything about those bosses because that will ruin the game story. But there's something really really special in it, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we are enjoying it, creating it. So yes, it will be a fun. A fun, a fun game to to play with, and we've only got to wait until next year to play it on all three consoles. We want to publish the best possible version ever. So even though it's it's quite advanced, you can say that it's quite advanced, but we can improve a lot of things like animations and interactions. Adds there are a couple of features that we are considering adding to the game, so we have to test them them out. And there's also the cutscenes that are going to be Similar to what you see on the on the trailers, the teasers, yeah. And we want to keep it at least that quality. So there's a lot of work to be done. And uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, it's um, making games is a huge, huge project, man. So that's why some people that want to have a life because I have none. I don't. I only <laughs> make games. The thing is your life. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah, and and you are wise if you do that. <laughs> What's well, off to a good start already, so far around. And this is the art for Bunny Battle Nemesis. In the middle, we have the goddess of death, Hawella, 
and around her uh, the maidens uh, as you can see there's Clyde's sister in the left there's Kalila who is daughter of Anubis so she's not actually human she's a hybrid half alien half Adamas and in the right uh, in the right corner we have Yasmin <laughs> and Amanda those names are both from my nieces Valen is also true I have a niece that is named Valent Valentina but Kalila Kalila is not Kalila is just that that it had to make sense so I had an I have another niece that is Bettina so she is out of the maiden squad <laughs> and it's coming for ps4 and switch officially and we are working to get it on xbox one too so we ho hopefully we get there well i've played a little bit of this one too haven't i yeah but the thing is with that version is that well we only have the the, the enemies that supposed to appear in very specific occasions and we made him first because he was he were easier to make okay. and then so it's sort of it's sort of out of context that demo kind of kind of because the you play with yasmin and she shoots straight because she's shooting at the laporidae that's yes. supposed to be there and they're not, up to this point they're not yet uh, and the other guys, you, you must stun to get them in the ground because they're yes. flying robots, right? Yeah. So it may it, it makes look a little bit awkward, but I think like an overall, I don't know, I can't I can't state that it's a good game. You must say if it is shitty or not. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it. I definitely don't think it's shitty. It's uh, it's an early build, so it's subject to. A lot of change yeah. on your end, I imagine. And like you've just said, there's, uh, the enemy is sort of out of context in that demo. Yeah, it's completely out of context. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but no, it's fun. Again, um, like Cruz Brothers and Tony and Clyde, it's got different different mechanics and different gameplay and different art style. It's unique, just like each of them. Yeah, yeah. As I said in the beginning, the proposal to have a unified universe is not to make not to make the, the same, same game a million times the same game yeah. a million times no not at all actually we want to make them really different. unique different completely different so so we deliver the best as i mentioned as i always say the best possible with the resources we have that's the the mindset we have here and 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 there's a funny story about this game too about creating the, the, all the content in, as, a, as a team. When Matt was trying the game out, uh, we didn't have added a feature that you can summon Hell Ella and gain more uh, powerful moves and etc. A uh, feature that we call Conjuring. Yes, in, it's in homage of that movie, that horror movie, do you know? Yes, Conjuring yes, I love one, it. Two, yeah. I love yeah, it. Where? Yeah. Glauco and Isadora love, loves this movie, so that's why we named it. Because <laughs> we, we watch it a bunch of times uh, in the in those dev camps. It's so, a great movie. So how, how the Conjuring move starts, uh, so to explain to your audience, it's like uh, when you turn it on, the Goddess of Death appear, and every strike you do, it will be stronger, and, every, and you can like crawl or do some... Uh, Crobosis over the obstacles like Assassin's Creed 
of course, in an indie level. Please, guy, bear with us. <laughs> in an indie level, but and and she and they will will use uh, dolomite stone. So you have a bar with three dolomite stone, and if you drain it out, it will only make uh, it. It will give you a, like a timer to replenish, to restore. It. Re yeah. So it's something you can use all during all the games. So every character has two modes, like a regular mode of his own skills and re more realistic skills. For instance, Yasmin has a lot of guns and etc. And when you just, uh, trigger the conjuring, you become much more powerful, stronger. But it does cost you cost you the conjuring bar, and each stage starts with. Uh, Three dolomites, and if you drain them out, you'll be like, uh, you have to wait to restore it, the power, right? So yeah. the way this was born was by Matt testing the game when this didn't wasn't implemented yet, and we had we kept it as a fighting game, like double double tap the walking button and you gain a dash, right? Yeah. And and one of his feedbacks when when our team tests the games. Uh, they send us a report of a bunch of feedbacks, same as you as you did when you tested. Ding is a it's a it's a great friend from our for, from our company because he played the game and he sent us extremely professional feedback. That was incredible. <laughs> man. I so, had to do my best. Had to look legit. Yeah, it's, and there was and, nothing. And there was nothing dramatic in there, but I just made sure to point out every little thing that I. I thought it might no, be helpful yeah. for you to hear. Yeah, but this is really important man, to have the critics and uh, the, the feedbacks from the players. Because if I was Even to just tell you guys... it was perfect, I'd be I'd be ruining my yeah, own experience yeah, on all yeah. these other ones. Yes, there's that movie about uh, Whiplash. Have you seen that? Whiplash. Whiplash for me, Whiplash. I think of Iron Man 2. <laughs> Mickey Rock. This would be a major spoiler, but it's it's a good good line. In Whiplash, the the story is basically a musician who wants to be great, and there's a maestro who is also a teacher in his uh, college school, and and he's a tough guy that makes people cry and etc. Because he wants to pull things out of people to give them be their best, right? So the, there's a line in the end that, that he says to the musician that the worst sentence in English language is good job. If you tell someone that, like if I shown you the game and you just said to me, oh, good job. Okay, I did a good job. I have to do nothing else. But you didn't. You, you, you said it is cool. You liked it, it seems. But you gave us a lot of feedback, right? Yeah. And it's true that feedback that we have, uh, we, we are able to evolve the game and the project. The thing is that humans don't like to be criticized. It's, it's bad. It's a bad feeling. But it's part of our job as developers to hear you out and, and to extract something out of it. For instance, when we first released Cruise Brothers in 2018, we got a massive, massive hate on the game, on the game mechanics, because that audience is really once compared us to Mortal Kombat, and we don't have two hundred million dollars, folks. So sorry, <laughs> but back then, back then it was like me doing the mechanics and programming the game. 
which is the core of the, the, the of fighting game. So like it was literally one guy doing that and I had to coordinate the whole thing, like the team doing the storytelling and the voiceover recordings. And there, there were too much for one person uh, to handle. It wasn't, it wasn't like today that we are well organized and there's a really engaged team. Some of them worked back then. Uh, match actually illustrated some of the Cruz Brothers storytelling. But what I mean is, we were so tired of of the porting, especially porting for consoles as helmet. So we were so tired that we we had to release it as, as it were. And through that, critics that were extremely heavy, extremely heavy. I had a headache for like two days. Uh, I had like the worst week. I, I thought of giving up, and it's it's a heavy process to to deal with. Like I, we've been working on that game for three years, and the first video I saw was a guy demolishing it. <laughs> it was just insane. ripping it to shreds. No, he demolished everything. He hated everything. <laughs> He hated us. He hated my family. That he wanted be, us dead. No, that would be so not brutal. Not that, that far. Not that <laughs> yeah. far, but that, that's how, that's how that's I how felt. That's how it felt, yeah. Yeah, damn, man. And then I, I made some live streams with a Brazilian guy, and he started saying so much shit. Like saying, oh, boxers don't move like that. And then, and, 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 and I thought, like, man, I practiced boxing for 10 years. They, they, they fucking move like that. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 but, but I was so, like, I was so, like, Defensive. I was so tired. Tired. Yeah. Because he, he, from the first critic video, and this guy, there was a lot, a bunch of, the, of those. And there were some guys that compared us to Shaq Fu, a prior uh, fighting yeah, game yeah. with, with Shaquille O'Neal, right? Yeah. And, and they call us Cruzful. <laughs> you should search on Google, you find Cruzful. But guys, this is a different version. And I'm getting to the point of what, where everything changes and why this is so important. It was hard to, to, to have those experiences. It's not easy to have them today. But it's easier than it was then because, like, I'm I'm already you're a little conditioned five, to him. Yeah, I'm around five or six years working in this, and we do it. We do this every day. Like, uh, just to finish the point, those critics made us do the Combat School Edition, which is the version completely different. It's not yet a Mortal Combat. Bear with us. But it's good enough that Dane can do a 163 hits combo. Like and that's right. I think that, <laughs> I think that, that that's a, a cool feature for a fighting game. It is so, definitely. And it, it is an indie fighting game. It was made with, with so much love, and it was like our first game to consoles. You can imagine how much we we got into it. So, yeah. You get your skin more thick to the to the criti critics, and I can I can throw an example that happened uh, last uh, last month or so, that a guy came and pressured the game, but his video was actually funny. It, if it wasn't our game, I would be laughing all the time. <laughs> and I told him that in the, in the comments, and I'm like, oh man, uh, sorry, something like that, like sorry that you don't liked it, but you made a quite cool video. Congrats. And we ended up doing a podcast 
and he was actually the one who gave us a hint about maybe we are selling the game wrong in the store about by saying it is a boxing game and it is more than that it, had, it does have a lot of content that go beyond boxing yeah it's, it's grounded in boxing but as we spoke for the last past two hours this content is embedded in that game so we are making a new cover and we, we made a new synopsis for the game to embrace we'll, the, the supernatural side of it all yes yes maybe uh, i don't remember the text quite well but it's it's like it's better it's better said that it, it isn't just a boxing game yeah. actually we don't make we don't mention it boxing at any point in that yeah in that text you will see in the cover because there's a guy with gloves and there's <laughs> yeah, a guy with yeah. yeah you saw you saw the, the yeah the, the, that was awesome this catch yeah it's gonna yeah. be awesome that guy, it looks really good uh, and, and uh, the other andre in the company is doing that andre lazari he's really good they're both are uh, i think <laughs> I, I like to believe, i like to believe everyone in our team is really good at what they're doing so uh, at least at least trying to improve every day and that's that that's what it counts because yeah. you can learn you can learn stuff but to learn is painful to do the work is painful to handle the critics is painful it's all painful just like any other job but it's very very cool to be creating fantastical worlds with mythology and etc so there, there's a good side and a bad side same as every job but maybe the intensity is really, 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 really high. So <laughs> that's, that's why people get uh, some mental issues, like anxiety issues. I had that. Uh, I'm working on it up to this day. I'm way better now, but still in here. But that's part of the... Usually indies that go on with the work with the company and have similar stories about having... Um, you can see that in the in the indie... Indie game movie, right? Yeah. Do you know yeah, that's a good that, movie. Yeah. And I find funny because people, when uh, back in the day, when I found out about being able to do uh, your own game to consoles at home, uh, I also find find that movie it was the same time that movie were on Netflix here in Brazil, and I watched it like for a thousand times. I don't know how many times, man, but I watched it so much, and I thought, man, I want to leave that. Yeah that's it that's what i want and the guys are always talking about suffering and pain and having to go to the, to the a bathtub until they they come down and when people tell me like oh that movie is heavy right and i think no it's wonderful what are they what are you saying i'm crazy because you can relate to it yeah but i didn't uh, even got started back then it's, it was like i was seeing where i was getting at it and i and i was thinking oh yeah that's what i want that's where you I want to be, be. In that pain. i want to be in that pain right there and make some games man that's what i want <laughs> and i believe everybody in the team has this uh knowledge at least as i mentioned uh glauco's wife my associate isadora just crossed over to the to the dark side so she's now one of us she's going fully crazy Yes, she got the black belt like in the middle of the year and now she's gone fully crazy. She's going to be mad at me by saying this, but yeah, that happened. Deal with it. 
in every every content we create uh, that is like too heavy and stuff it's her idea so yeah <laughs> good that's good crazy is good yeah. yeah yeah she goes beyond what's human capable to create nasty stuff so sorry isabella i had to bring this up to everybody <laughs> <laughs> uh. and yeah so this is the the logo for the web series that, that is released on youtube if you want to check this out in a different way you can go there and search for there's a playlist especially uh, separated for it. It's the DCFU Explained Season 1. We hope to do more of those to... Is it, it's explained in a way easier way. We don't get into those complex parts of the universe. We, we go like in the... Let's say we did it something more commercial and, and friendly to everyone to get it. So It's sort of a more friendly and accessible bite-sized version of what we've just gone through yes they're, yes. they're short they're fun they're, they explain a bit of the mythology yes that's it in, in an easier way to understand it shows <laughs> some other beings like mayhems mayhems are in, in cruz brothers if you want to know about them it's episode five or six i don't recall it it's all about it's so uh, uniquely about them well worth a watch, and we'll check the link down below as well. Okay. Even though it's there on stream, but we'll check a direct link to that playlist, because it's definitely worth checking out to find out some more about the mythology and the the other characters and hints of things to come. Yes, yes, yes. And the content for the season one, uh, it relates either to Cruz Brothers or Bunny Nemesis or Tony and Clyde. So we're not going beyond that. Well, season two for the DCFU explained, we hope to do it and to explain further more about the universe. But we are also uh, wanting to create a story, uh, uh, a series named DCFU stories to tell the crossover uh, stories such as Clyde and his sister and how that happened, like why he's a thug and she's a maiden and etc so to explain um, some more of the story but outside of the actual games yes 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 like uh, it's it's called transmedia uh approach right i don't know if in english yeah it's that no i know fashion. i know what you're talking about it's that's awesome yes it's an extra element like you play the game you liked it and and you see that some hints about having something more yeah you go to our youtube page or uh, website you get redirected to the current uh, released season. Up to this point, we are in the season one for the DCFU Explain It, but we will do uh, more when we get closer to Tony and Clyde's release. That's the goal, to release the first uh, DCFU stories. It will be about, I think it will be about uh, Val Valentina and how she became a maiden, etc. Yeah, cool, man. Hope, hope you all enjoy it and and have much fun as we do creating those things. Even though I said that, that there's a lot of pain in this business, but uh, usually I'm really, really excited to work when it's so, so satisfying to work with the games. It's really cool. But you have to really, really want to because it's it will, it will demand a whole amount of energy and time from your life. Thing. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I was. I'm not dead. Yeah. I was. Uh, what? I was Were you crying? I was not crying. I promise you, I was not crying or scouting the nearest bridge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was, as you were saying that, I realised this is the this is the last panel, and I uh, trying to think of a little segue into the outro for you, but uh, I sat there and yeah. said nothing. I sat there and said nothing. <laughs> yeah, and I felt like we, 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 we finished with a with a sad sad tone, right? Well, that was. That was a, that's exactly what we were aiming for in our games. <laughs> yeah. It becomes sad, <laughs> and you feel the you feel the pain just like the Joker movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Demands yeah, your that's... life, and it's rewarding at the end of it all, despite the well, pain and <laughs> brutal feedback. Yeah, well, well, I have to explain that better. Uh, the way uh, I will say this now is, I did it as personal experience. Because uh, one thing people have to understand when they are starting to make a game, unless they are doing it just for fun or to as a hobby, but if they are starting a game uh, to do it as a business, they are starting a business. That's the deal. You are yeah. starting a business. You're not only starting a game, you're starting a company. So you're becoming an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. And being an entrepreneur in any area, it's hard enough. So you should throw, throw on top of that the amount of effort you have to make a game project to be concluded. It's a hell on earth, man. It's yeah, on especially earth. when you're on your well, own. Yeah, at first least in the start. beginning. I will, yeah. For a start, yes, yes. And especially that your whole family does not understand what you're doing because they're well, thinking why? that you're, they, they think that you're doing uh, playing cartoon cartoon all day and doing funny yeah. funny draws and that that wasn't it at all. Yeah. But that's that's part that was part of the fuel like to show them that oh, you're wrong. This is yeah. a business, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah. But, and that you can do it. Yeah, but there's a saying that you should be, if you want to blame people for the wrongings in your life, you should blame them for the good ones too. So in that case, since they didn't believe at me at first, now they're super supportive. Yeah. Uh, but but since, since they didn't, and, and it's a struggle to deal with this because I need that hate. They made me feel like that's the good part of the thing. It made me push uh, myself much more than I would I, uh, probably if they were supportive supportive from the beginning. This is my own experience, but the thing is that if I'm going to blame them for not supporting me, I have to thank them for giving me jet fuel to get where we are at today. To motivate you to, to succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, bunch of thanks for that. All that was applied to make Cruz Brothers and Bunny Battle Arena. I think that's why they're all violent. There were there were too much uh, going on in my mind. You're letting out those frustrations. Yeah, yeah. Of the process. Well, all right. We need to. Uh, we've talked for just over two hours now. On this. Yeah, I think it's a good amount of for a podcast, right? We've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, probably you're going to cut something. You're going to end up with two hours, I guess. Yeah, no, no matter what we do, we're, we're going to sit around two hours, which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah, great. And we'll 
we'll link everything below, of course. Oh, great. Thank you, man. But um, so... I suppose we need to uh, come up with a quick little outro. I also like how you put this at the end, because it's, it's the perfect ending. It's like if you want more, not just in the game, but even from this, go here to these videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I changed it. Yes. It's very clever. Yes, I have to be smart to sell the stuff, right? You do. <laughs> you do. The, the, the skull of death is, isn't too much of a good approach for everyone. No, no, it might be my favorite image, but this this is a much better ending uh, slide. Me too. Well, thank you, Andre, for diving incredibly deep into this multi-layered universe that you're creating. Thank you, man. Thank you for having us here. And uh, it was a pleasure to display all the content and try to explain the complex ones because they're really complex. And it was really fun to chat. So I think it's... We, talk soon. we, we definitely will. Yeah, behind the, sh the cameras. <laughs> behind the cameras, yes. But while the camera's still on, so to speak, I have to say this presentation is fucking awesome. Oh, man, great. <laughs> I, I'm I, happy that you liked it, yeah. I really the, appreciate the effort you've put in to tailor-make this 20-odd slides to try and explain uh, the madness that you've created. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a good word for it, uh, madness, but we will make sense of it uh, slowly, in a slower pace through the games, not throwing it once, right? So it really is a joke taken yeah. very far. Yeah, it is so <laughs> very, 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 very far. Things were much simpler <laughs> with uh, a dude, a pigeon, a laser gun and some herbs, as you put it. Yeah, yeah. And no, this is actually marijuana. Yes, I was trying to use your code word you used at the start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but we, we needed a, a great finish, right? Have we, <laughs> a great did. we did, and we got there, I think. We definitely got there. But we better not say what the guy on the right took, because look at his eyes. He's, He's off tripping. He's off. He's tripping. Yeah. He's been under yeah. some bridges. Maybe he saw this presentation and he was like, what <laughs> yeah. <the stuff?"> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again for this. It's been, right, man. It's been excellent. Okay. Thank you, man. It was really fun. It was, and we'll, uh, we'll have to do something again soon. Yeah, we certainly will. I will keep bothering you with uh, requesting feedbacks for the demo since you played <laughs> it already. Yes, and I will uh, I will bombard you with, with feedback, as should everyone else, after August 4, when it's available on IndieExpo.net. Yes, yes, please, everyone. If you hate the game, tell us. If you love the game, tell us. And if you just have, if you liked it and have critics, throw it all up, man. We need that. But at least play it. Jump on. It's free. Check it out. Yeah, we hope you, you all have fun with it. And yeah. All right. All right, man. Thank you. It's a good ending talking about weed. We, I think we finished it. Oh, we did. On the highest. On the, on the highest of notes. <laughs> we could have ended <laughs> any higher if we tried. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's a way we can end this higher. <laughs> but uh, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.